welcome back to the LTA podcast with me, George Willoughby, and my very, very good friend, Oscar Cleaver. Hello. <laughs> Today we're talking all things in reference to our first episode that went about as well as a first episode can. A few things went wrong, though, in that pilot, didn't they? It, they certainly did, um, mainly regarding audio issues. My expensive, professional microphone setup <laughs> got shown up by a fucking Apple... What is it? Voice memos. I'm absolutely pissed. I'm 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 so angry. What a waste of money. Well, mine mine went very well. I was using my um voice memos on my phone. I had no issues whatsoever. We might reveal that uh, that pilot if uh, if it's popular. Yeah, if enough people want it. Yeah, uh, it was good. We we spoke about some good things. We better just uh, clear up what the name means. Do you want to talk about the name? Yeah. So basically, um, LTA stands for let's talk about because that's the whole point of this podcast to just talk about different things and it's also in reference to the drama group that me and oscar were involved in and the first time we became very close friends after every single lesson on a saturday we'd run up to costa and spend about five hours terrorizing every other person in there that was always fun <laughs> i mean it's a long time ago now what is it nearly three years ago yeah yeah we we bought out that shop basically didn't we pretty much yeah we spent hours in there. We we spent about four hours on a Saturday afternoon in there. What did we do? We must have we must have contributed to about twenty percent of their profits every week. Do you remember the woman? The woman. Oh, the woman. Oh, the woman. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember you doing your Mr. Bean impression, and you just start putting your middle fingers up, mish, 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 mish. and you turn right at this woman, and you just got right okay. I was going, what? And you just go, it's time to leave. Why? Just time to leave. We need to go because she's looking at us and she's I'm not swearing happy. At her, it's I? time to leave. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, our favourite thing, TV. The boys, Carl Urban. George doesn't mind spoilers. You already know the ending, don't you? I know the ending from the comic books, yeah. I think that's... And you haven't even read the comic book, so it's... There's a part of me that actually enjoys it more. Well, not a part of me, I do enjoy it more, because after the shock, I'm sort of like, oh. Whereas when I know what it's building up to, Mm. I'm really invested, and I'm like, I know where this is going, and I know what's about to happen, and I can't wait for it to happen. It's it's that thing of... You're looking for clues, aren't you? It's like everyone enjoys... I think a lot of people enjoy watching something the second time round, and I think that's because they know what's going to happen. Like, when I saw Avengers Endgame the first time, that was one where I didn't find out what happened because it was, it's my childhood, it's 10 years of my life. Yeah. All culminating in this massive, epic film with all these characters and everything going on. And when I saw it the second time, knowing what was going to happen to Tony and um, Black Widow and Captain America, I enjoyed it more. Because I, cause I knew where, where it was going and what was about to happen. I think the second time I saw it was with you. Yeah, that reminds me of the, <laughs> when we watched Infinity War in the cinema. I think it was, I was, it was the day, it was, it was your second time watching Infinity War. Yeah, because I saw it at midnight and then we saw it in the daytime as well. When that man sat next to us who, uh, and uh, when Spider-Man disappears at the end, he was going, Oh my God, no! <laughs> Spidey! I remember, I just remember at one point it was... Um, after Thanos had snapped his fingers, 
and everyone started dusting. And at this point, he'd already turned to you and said, I'm really sorry, I just get really invested in these films. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, all these people would disappear, and he was just going, no, no, you can't do that. That's not fair. I'm not having it. No, no. And he said, I'm so sorry. No. <laughs> yeah, I turned, I turned at the end, and I saw him, and he was just going, I can't. It's not, it's not fair. And... And then Spider-Man was back in the next film anyway. One of the funniest things that's ever happened to me in the cinema, or probably the funniest thing, is when we went to see Endgame and we're sat about four rows in. And at the end, or towards the end, we can hear something like about five or six people down and we turn. It's the same guy <laughs> from the year before doing the exact same thing. I don't remember that thing. at all. Was it him? <laughs> you, you turned to me and went, I think that's the guy. And I was like, it's definitely him. Shit's Creek, that won big the other day. You're a fan of Shit's Creek, aren't you? 12 Emmys. All four main characters won. I think it won Outstanding Comedy. It won for writing. Um, and I imagine, and just I, I think it won pretty much every single category you could win in the comedy side of things. It brings up an interesting debate. American or British comedy? Um, 20 years ago, I'd have said British comedy. Ooh. But now I'd probably say American. I think I get more... I think I get more. <laughs> I think I get more enjoyment. Uh, I get more laughing out loud moments, lols, from watching a British comedy, such as The Office, Faulty Towers. I don't know anything. David Williams, Matt Lucas. As much as as much as I do love the UK Office, I've found that the American one is better, and it's such a funny show. It's hilarious. I just can't get past the first series. It's it's honestly it's just hilarious. I think I think what you need to do is you need to watch like some of the highlights from maybe series two. Yeah, okay. And then make your own mind up a bit. This is a very uh, outrageous statement. British people are funnier. I think British... It's a, it's an interesting argument because I think British comedy is funny. I think it's smarter. Yes, I think it's definitely smarter. But we've also grown up... We've also grown up in Britain and our parents and grandparents didn't really have as much access to American comedy. So they grew up on British comedy. Mm. So we we think it's better because it's part of our culture. Whereas if you ask people in America, the majority of them would say... And that's probably because you understand the jokes more, etc. You know, the language. Yeah, and also, yeah, yeah. it's 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 cultural as well. The the things that happen in Faulty Towers, we find them funny because it's, it's jokes based on the British past yeah. and British culture. And I would say that is the my favourite show of all time. I think that's the funniest show that's ever been created. <laughs> What's your funniest show that's ever been created? My favourite comedy or just show in general? Favourite comedy. The funniest. The funniest comedy I've ever seen. I'd have to say... I'm just trying to think. But it's changed. If you asked me five years ago, I'd have probably said Peep Show. And five years before that, I'd have said Gavin and Stacey. I think for me, I'd probably say um, Black Adder. Okay. It's it's definitely up there. Alan Partridge. You know, a TV show that I never really found funny, Friends. I found that enjoyable. I really liked it. But I didn't necessarily find it funny. I think there's certain characters I found funny, like Ross. I found him quite humorous. I think Chandler was a funny character, and like I'd probably get on with him. But it wasn't necessarily funny because they were pretty normal. Yeah, like the people in the, like that's the difference between that and the Office, the UK side, is and the American one as well. But just so you're you can follow along yeah. with with the with the UK stuff, is. 
every single character is a caricature. Yeah. You know, David Brent, we all know a David Brent, but it's mm. it's very over the top. Whereas The Office, it's just them. Uh, with Friends, sorry, it's just them. That's why I enjoyed The Inbetweeners so much, because I, I think, obviously, we know that co- comedy depends on your age, everything, your background. Yeah. Inbetweeners, for me, growing up, you know, it's teenagers, and I know those people. Yeah, but The the Inbetweeners is going to be a timeless show, because every, sing- every couple of years, a new group of lads will watch it in the UK, and they'll go, I know exactly who that is. I've been there. I know exactly what that situation's like. I'll tell you something. I'll tell. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a question. Which comedy program let you down the most? Have you got one? I think for me, it's probably The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Now, I don't. I don't. I don't really like it at all. But when I was a kid, I did. Like when I was about eleven, twelve, I thought it was really good. And then as I got older, I was like, this is just really rubbish unfunny humor it doesn't work a couple for me then i love monty python all right i absolutely love their films i do not like the tv series the flying circus me neither also how i met your mother thinks crap yeah seinfeld i don't like seinfeld i i was that was my other choice seinfeld i thought seinfeld was okay i didn't think it was great but i thought it was okay i think how i met your mother is one of the worst shows i've ever seen to be honest (laughs) Sorry if anyone listening has helped create the show. But it's, it it came out at a really weird time because it was like, it came out in 2005, the year after Friends finished, and it was pretty much the same show. If we ever make a comedy show, George, we're in for it. People are going to be down our throats. People are going, wow, you said that about how I met your mother. I went into George's old work <laughs> to hand in a CV. And George said, he put in a word for me, you know, he'll get me a job and there. I did. Fuck off, did I he did. bollocks? I did put in a good word for you three times. I, I went in, most awkward experience in my life. I think someone is missing out on making a show about handing in CVs. It's embarrassing. I went into the shop. I'll reenact it. I went into the shop, you know, I went, all right. He went, all right. Um, and I recognised him, you know. You know when you recognise someone, but can't. Pin it, you can't remember the name. And I would have said his name. It was made worse by the fact that as soon as you walked in, the guy who you were handing it to said, oh, you're all right, Oscar. I know, and I couldn't remember his name at all. And I gave him my CV, I went, am I right to hand this in, yeah? Yeah, and he went, all right, yeah, 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 you're right, Oscar. I went, yeah, you're right. Mate. <laughs> Mate. Um. So uh, he went, actually, so how are you? You're all right? I went, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. How was your A-levels? Yeah, but- yeah, all right, yeah, 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 right. Um, so can 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 is this okay if I leave it with you? Is am I okay to leave it here? And he went, yeah, of course you're okay to leave it. Here. I went, good, good. And then I walked out the shop backwards <laughs> because I was like walking backwards, going, cool. Uh, well, let me know. Didn't let me know. <laughs> um, so and then to top matters off to top. Matters to top off matters? Is that how you say it? I don't know. Top off matters. I've handed in a few since, um, because I've given up on that one. I went into the coffee shop down the road. Fucking embarrassing as well, because, you know, I got I had all my pages of CV in my bag. I, I pulled one out. Wrong fucking page. It was blank. <laughs> pulled out another one. It had some, like, computer code on the back. I don't know what that was. I went, stupid paper. And then handed it out. Last one. It was all crumpled. It was all crumpled. So, uh, 
I ran out of that one. Ran out of that one. Um, and you know what, guys? I still don't have a job. <laughs> Meanwhile, I've been up in Newcastle for a month and I've already got one. <laughs> but I do think it, it, the, the funniest thing about that day was because the day you handed it in, we were meeting each other before I went back up to uni. And I met you outside um, of the shop. <laughs> I was getting some tea. Met you outside the shop and we were walking back and you told me you'd handed your CV in that day. And I said, oh, who did you hand it into? And he went, um, I can't remember his name. And I went, oh, it must have been because I think he's on all day. Oh, we'll bleep that out. <laughs> and I said, I said, it must have been this person who you couldn't remember the name of. And you went, yeah, yeah, it was him. And then we're walking back later on. And I go, oh, there he is. And he went, oh, yeah, it's him. And I went, you've forgotten his name again, haven't you? And he went, no. Have you got any uh, CV stories? I do actually. I <laughs> when I was when I when I started sixth form, my my mum and my granddad were very much like, if you want to go and do stuff, that's fine. But you're you're old enough to get a job now. You've got to go and get one. And I was a bit complacent with it. I handed my CV into quite a few places, and no one was taking any. And then my granddad sat me down at his laptop and went, "Right, <laughs> you're gonna write a CV, and it's gonna be unique, and it's gonna be." one that will make people look so i thought okay well what i'll do is i'll just put on a load of attributes i've got on there he goes no that's not good enough so for my first cv it wasn't a piece of paper it was a folded yellow piece of a4 that had a big picture of me on the front (laughs) and he said george willoughby age 16 and then he just (laughs) went into all these things at the fish and chip shop where i worked for a few years at school my grandma and granddad used to go there quite a lot and they said to one of the managers, oh, have you got any jobs going? My grandson's looking for a job. And I handed it in. And then when I went for my first shift on my CV, there was just like devil horns, a tail <laughs> coming out of the back, a big like joint in my mouth. And I was like, oh, I can already tell this is going to be fun. Can I ask why the paper was yellow? I don't know why the paper was yellow. My granddad <laughs> said it had stand out. And I said, there's different ways of standing out. It worked though. I got the job. No one puts pictures on their CV. I know, I don't know why. I, I don't know why he told me to do it, but it worked. Yeah, well, who's laughing now? Speaking of um, interesting stories, we went up to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival last year, didn't we? Yeah. Over the summer for a week. Me, you, and a couple of our friends. Friends? My girlfriend. Yeah, she'd like to be named. Well, a couple of my friends, <laughs> one of which is your girlfriend. And one is a ginger boy. <laughs> We love the Fringe. We went up the year before and performed. But I think everyone knows, even if you've never been, that you're going to hit or miss with certain shows at the Fringe. And we got really lucky last year as well. We we saw some really, really, really good stuff. We saw some great gig theatre, didn't we? It was it was um it was slam poetry, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, gig theatre, slam poetry. Fires our shoes have made. That's the one. Yeah, that was fantastic. And that was that was an incredible show. Now another show we saw, which we will leave nameless. <laughs> We saw, the thing about the Edinburgh Fringe is, there is this thing called the Royal Mile, and it's this whole stretch of road, and every single day the Fringe is on, people are packed into that street, handing out flyers and promoting their shows through a load of different ways. And there was one group of people with these really interesting looking banners and props, and they were talking about interesting subjects i can't name the subjects because it'll give away the player for anyone that was at the fringe it's a shame because the name of the play is just 
quite funny in itself, isn't it? Yeah, and we were really interested to see this. That the flyer said that the person who wrote it was an award-winning playwright. Yeah, I, I'd heard of the playwright as well. So we we decided, okay, it's five pounds. Let's go and see this. Let's see what it's all about. We sit down, <laughs> and we're sat. So I'm I'm on the end of this row. Then there's Oscar's girlfriend, Ella. Then there's Oscar. And then... The ginger. Was Rory... Yeah, Rory was... Uh, yeah, he was. He was next to me, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And then and then Ella was in between me and you. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it starting and Bad Guy by Billie Eilish was playing. And I was and I was sat there going, okay, unique choice of song, but it might work. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it delved into all these different, weird, strange alleys and all these... Things were happening that did not make any sense. It, it began with pornography as well, which didn't start, which wasn't a great start with that Billie Eilish song. Yeah, and it was well. We could, I, I think we could probably say what the plot was because I don't think you're gonna have any listeners. It, it's um the plot was what was the plot? What was the plot? It was basically these people. I think I think it was these people trying to ban pornography. Was it? And the the subject matter itself is a really important one. I understand that. The only issue was it was really poorly executed. The only issue. Let's go through the issues. The acting to start with. Oh, the yeah, the acting. Wasn't the playwriting. Great. Oh my god. Another issue. The the staging. Oh my god. And another issue. Uh, the two lads sat across from us. It was a. It was what was it? Thrust stage. <laughs> like 30 year old men pissing themselves sat across from us now before we talk about them we've got to talk about what we were doing on our side yes we have so I'm sat there and all of a sudden I'm like trying to get into this play trying to understand it the best I can and I just hear this little noise next to me go <laughs> and I sort of turn and I, go, I, think, I was like is Ella crying she's terrible with that as well and then I, I look and everything 20 seconds, I can just hear. <laughs> the three people that I am with, i.e. Oscar, Ella and Rory, are pissing themselves. Rory, out of all... Let's just give a background on Rory. He is not someone who would disrespect a play, is he? No, Rory, Rory's very invested in players. So for him to start laughing... So for him to be laughing, and not just like a little <laughs> chuckle, almost laughing out loud <laughs> to the point where everyone starts looking at us. And you know when you when you sat there next to someone and you feel... You feel their shoulders going up and down. <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying... I didn't laugh at all, really. There was a couple of moments where I, I did crack, but I was really <laughs> trying to keep it together. And then Oscar and Rory clocked... There was two people on the other side of the audience who were doing the exact same thing. <laughs> and at the end of the production, I was like, I just want to get out of there as quick as possible and just be as far away from these people as I can by the time they get out of this space so i run pretty much out of this theater space and we're outside for everyone else i turn back and rory ella and oscar are speaking to these two men and i'm thinking are they like the director or something or the playwright and they're really pissed off and and i go over and i just hear them say oh i don't understand what the fuck was going on in that show that was absolute shite and i thought okay we're all good we're all good but it was terrible you know people after the show they not you know you talk to the cast you say oh well done oh well well done i was saying well done to them for sticking through it <laughs> i'm glad i saw it though because it was the worst show i've ever seen in my life Moving on from that sort of stuff, 
I think it's time to lighten the mood a little bit. Now, we've... We came up with a few ideas, didn't we, yesterday when we were talking about what to do next on this podcast. And we thought, why not once a week pick something, whether it's something you'd like to do from your bucket list, a pet hate, a guilty pleasure, or something you take to a desert island with you. Be very original. Desert island CDs. Desert Island Dysks. I, I think that's I think that could get past copyright. Now, <laughs> it's spelled dessert with two S's, not just the one. So <laughs> so what we, what we've been talking about today, we've been talking about the fringe, the boys, comedy. Now we've already sort of answered the question about comedy and which one is our favourite, haven't we, really? Yeah, so I mean we can just quickly do that, can't we? Yeah. Which show would you bring which comedy show would you bring to a desert island if you could only bring one? Now, I know I said Blackadder's my favourite. But I don't. That doesn't mean I take Blackadder, because I think it would get old after a while. Because you've got to remember, this is your life. This is it for the rest of your life. You've got to pick a show that's got that's timeless. Oh, and I'm in a problem here because I pick. I said that British comedy's better, and British comedy tends to stop after two seasons, two or three seasons, don't they? So I've got to. I'm gonna to have to pick American. I think. Yeah, yeah. You look at the best ones. You know, The Office, two seasons. In between is three seasons. Gavin and Stacey. Two seasons. Faulty Towers, two seasons. Um, Come Fly With Me, two seasons. I know that we've already mentioned this, and I know you probably won't agree, but I would take the US office. And you know what? I'm going to surprise you, and I'm going to take the same. Really? Because I'm thinking about it differently. Wow. Even though you haven't seen it? Yeah, exactly. So I've never seen it. It's got fantastic reviews. Good point. It's so long that, I mean... You know, I'd just put up with it if I didn't like it. It's it's 188 episodes long. Well, there you go. That is... I think, I think you know, if you watched one episode every two days, that would keep you going for the year, and then you could just start it again. When you're going to a desert island, and maybe we're taking this a bit seriously, you've got to take with you something that'll last eternity. Now, staying in line with the comedy stuff, which comedy film would you take with you? Um, probably a Monty Python. Yeah. Life of Brian, I think I'll go for. That's fair enough. I think for me, I'd have to take um, This Is Spinal Tap. No, I've not seen it. It is one of the best. It's a mockumentary about a rock group. Yeah. And it's it's just incredible. If you could bring a comedian with you, either stand-up or actor, who would it be? That's a very good one. Because I have my favourite... I think my favourite comedian would be Ricky Gervais, but I would get so fucking annoyed with him. I could not bring him. Yeah, 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 so would I. He'd really start to get on my nerves. I mean, I, I love him, and, and I think he's brilliant, but he'd just be there going, none of this even matters. What is the point? I don't know if he counts as a comedian, but he's hilarious, so Carl Pilkington. Yeah. I think he'd get really annoying as well. Can they be dead or alive? Well, I know who you're going to pick if they're dead. Go it's on. not... No, it's not Robin Williams. I, oh. I, was, just, I was just thinking if... They could be dead or alive. I think I'd take Billy Connolly. Would you? I think he's hilarious. I think I'd have a right laugh with him. He'd have some stories to tell you. Mine would be Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, I was looking at him, but I think he might get on my nerves a bit. See, I think he'd get on my nerves a bit less than um, Ricky. Ricky, like he's our best mate. So next week, we got to think of a Desert Island D-I-S-C-S. Um, topic to do. D E double S D E R T Dysks spelt D Y C K. No, because that's just dick. <laughs> Desert dick. <laughs> Why don't we call it Desert Island Dicks? <laughs>
Oh, we haven't actually um, talked about the parameters of this desert island. Where is it? Well, where where would you want your desert island to be? I think somewhere that has good weather. We do because we're not on the same. Oh God, we're not on the same desert island. Oh. Be- because because otherwise that defeat. Oh well, we can be if you want. I want. <laughs> I want to. Uh, I think mine. I'd like mine to be obviously somewhere hot because it'd be a bit disappointing if you got to some. Desert Island, and it was actually near Antarctica. Yeah, I, I'd like mine to be somewhere in, like not too far away from the Caribbean. I think I'm going to go Pacific, in the middle of nowhere. Right, slap bang in the middle. Yep, slap bang in the middle of the Pacific, on the equator. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll move there with you. And then I know there's no hope of me getting out. <laughs> How many palm trees have you got on your island? I, I think the island's fairly big. Like it's not just a little bit of sand and one coconut tree. <laughs> so I would say. I quite like my island to be... I'd say I'd like my island to be the size of the centre of Bradford, maybe. As big as Bradford, and then if there's enough trees, I can cut them down and uh, create some sort of, like, castle. (laughs) I thought you were going to say make a raft. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. (laughs) Well, I think that brings us to the end of this podcast. Pod of the cast. Yeah, absolutely. We've had fun today. I've had a lovely time once again today. I think it's been a bit more fun than our first go. It, not necessarily for us, but the subject matter. What should we call this episode? Um, what about the Big Bang? You know, like the start of everything? Yeah, yeah, that works. Because we all know that religion is a myth. But <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> this is episode one of our podcast. Um, we hope that you enjoyed it. And if you didn't, yep. thank you for listening. And if you didn't enjoy it, then go and listen to something else. We are going to create a uh, a shared social media for this because, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, me and George are both taking the decision to remove all our social media accounts. So we have no way of um, promoting this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just search for the LTA podcast and if it's not there, we'll shout it out in next week's episode. Okay. Um, okay. I've... I've been uh, I've been Oscar Cleaver. I've been George Willoughby. That is the cringiest ending. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Sing it louder, sing it clearer.